Welcome back, everybody. This is the Sexual Intellectual Podcast with me, your boy, JD, a.k.a. He Who Pods. And man, we got some interesting things to talk about this week, which should be on time. And so, let's go right into it. And so, this episode, we're going to focus on the internet. That's right, the interwebs. And lots of things that the internet is possibly doing to you. That they may be doing to you. That's right, you listening or watching. It may be doing some things to you. And before we move on, I just want to say thank you for listening and watching. We appreciate you being here. And we hope you find this educational or entertaining of value in some way. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Topic number one. You know how we like to start around here. We like to start on the nasty side. On the freaky side. And what does that mean? That means we've got to talk about the internet and this right here. Everyone today on the internet has what? A podcast. Everyone on the internet today has what? A microphone. Everyone on the internet today has what? A big O. And not the kind of big O's we usually talk about here, but the big O stands for opinion. That's right, folks. Opinions. Everyone's got an opinion, especially when it comes to bedroom fun, bedroom banter, bedroom antics. Man, people want to say all type of things on the internet about the bedroom. Oh, nah, you can't be doing this. Oh, shorty better be doing that. Well, you know, the dudes I mess with, if they ain't doing this. And I want you guys just to realize something. Yeah, everyone on the internet has an opinion. The same way I have an opinion. But most of these things are not factual. And so, the theme today is don't let the internet fool you. Because the internet probably has you fooled into thinking that everyone in every bedroom is doing the wildest things on the planet. But at the same time, <laughs> they're following the strictest guidelines on the planet. It doesn't really make sense. Everyone cannot be licking the gooch and tossing salads, but at the same time, following the most strict of requirements on the planet. It's probably not happening. And... It's very simple to get caught up in the hype. You might hear a lot of things about licking the gooch if, you know, you pleasure men. You might hear a lot of things about, you know, uh, what do they like to say? Eating the booty like groceries, right? But it doesn't mean that you have to do either one. And I'm just using this as examples. It doesn't matter what the internet says. It doesn't mean you have to incorporate these things into your bedroom. If you're curious, that's okay. In fact, you should probably always be curious and constantly trying to learn and elevate. Nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, the internet will fool you into thinking that licking the gooch is a must. Tossing salads is a must. Uh, you know, doing the wildest of things on the planet is a must for everyone in every bedroom situation. That you have to talk the filthiest, the nastiest of dirty talk to everyone you meet. You know, there are some people who, they don't really care for dirty talk. There's other people who actually, it's a turn off. You're making them lose focus and they can't concentrate on the real O that matters. Not the opinion, but the release. And so, 
my point is when it comes to the bedroom you should remain curious you should constantly be trying to learn and you should constantly be trying to step your game up but that does not mean that you have to let every Instagram reel and every TikTok that says something about the bedroom the talking in the bedroom or the activities in the bedroom influence you to the point that you're walking around saying man you know I really have to do this thing because if I don't I'm slacking or now creating expectations for partners that you never communicated where your partners are saying man I didn't know all of a sudden I had to lick the gooch I didn't know I needed to eat the groceries I didn't know I had to buy paddles man I, I what, where's this coming from in reality it's about communication curiosity fun and making memorable moments that's what matters not what the internet has told you is supposed to happen in the bedroom because realistically the internet is not in your bedroom yes your phone may be close by because we always have them close by but that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is these people with these strong opinions these people who are saying things with a lot of flair on the mic they're not in the bedroom with you and whether you follow their strict guidelines or not they're probably not gonna give you any anything they ain't gonna give you no buns they ain't gonna give you no kitty they ain't gonna give you no peen as the internet likes to say these things are not gonna happen most likely probably not especially if you're listening to this teeny tiny podcast big smile okay and so that's it for that topic you know I like to lead with the filth right and so that's that just focus on you and your partner if you're making your partner happy if you're communicating well and if things are going well in the bedroom if you're having fun memorable moments <clears throat> that's what matters most not what the internet says okay and so as you may or may not know Montana recently passed a bill a bill to do what you say a bill to ban TikTok, a statewide ban of TikTok. All right, and for this we go to AP News, okay? AP News says, Montana is banning TikTok, but can the state enforce the law and fend off a lawsuit? Here we go. Montana's first of its kind law that makes it illegal for residents to use TikTok in the state is already facing his first legal challenge with a lawsuit filed by five people who use the app and argue the law is an unconstitutional violation of free speech rights. Montana's governor signed into law Wednesday expecting a legal fight would follow. The law, which isn't scheduled to take effect until January 1 of 2024, also faces a litany of questions over whether the state can even enforce the law. Because how you force that? How you, how you going to do that? Right? That's a good question. So, the new rule in Montana will have more far-reaching effects than TikTok bans already in place on government-issued devices in nearly half of the states and the U.S. federal government. There are 200,000 TikTok users in Montana, as well as 6,000 businesses that use the video-sharing platform, according to company spokesperson Jamal Brown. And so, that's a lot of people. I didn't even know Montana was rolling deep like that. Shout out to Montana and all the good people over there. So basically the law is saying the same thing that they were saying when they were trying to ban TikTok nationwide. And it's basically the same thing that happened when they spoke to the Senate. They're saying that it's an issue of national security. 
China stealing data, etc. And so that's really it. Uh, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to implement laws that will not allow people to use TikTok. And I like that these influencers are already saying, nah, it's not going to work. So, ah, here's the part I was looking for. How does Montana plan to ban TikTok? The law will prohibit downloads of TikTok in the state and fine any quote-unquote entity, an app store, or TikTok $10,000 per day. Ooh, $10,000 per day for each time someone accesses TikTok. So basically, they just want to find people who access or download it. And it says any entity. And so it looks like they want to find the companies, not the people, which I think is really interesting. And so it says Apple and Google, which operate app stores on Apple and Android devices, would be liable for any violations. Penalties would not apply to users. Oh, so they they finding the conglomerates, folks. Respect my conglomerate. That's what they're saying in Montana. Montana. The statewide ban won't take effect until January 1. It would be void if the social media platform is sold to a company that is not based in any quote-unquote country designated as a foreign advisory by the federal government. And so there you go. There's even uh what we got here uh the governor indicated he wants to expand the bill to other social media apps in order to address some of the bill's technical and legal concerns Ooh, montana there you go folks taking off the specs that's the latest on the tiktok ban i think it's really interesting that this bill wants to find the companies and not the people I think that's really interesting, but I don't think this is going to go anywhere. I highly doubt that the government is going to allow this, even though there seems to be a big push to ban TikTok. I think what's more interesting, and I've already said this here on this podcast before, to me what's more interesting is the fact that they continue to say China is stealing data and selling data, but that's what companies in the United States already have been known to do. We already know Meta did it and plenty of other companies that quote unquote have breaches and Meta straight up was in court and speaking to the Senate because they do this. And so I think it's BS. So I think it's total bullshit. I don't know why I said BS there. And I think it's garbage. I think it's it's tomfoolery. The Internet doing things to us. We know that already. I mean, let's be honest. We know what Instagram is doing. We know Instagram takes our data. We know Meta takes our data. All these platforms, the, the list goes on. That's what social media does. They take our data and they do different things with it, including selling it. Let's just be blunt here. And so saying that TikTok is doing it, I think really they're just mad that it's a foreign country. And the real underlying issue to me, and maybe I'm wrong, this is my opinion, is that they just trying to start shit with China. Ever since the last guy was the president, it's been kind of this thing where we're trying to, uh, you know, push back on China, allegedly. And so I think this is more of that agenda, more of that narrative, and I think it's all bullshit, to be honest. Because if we got beef, yo, say it's beef. That's it. Like I said a while ago on this pod. Like, I mean, we want to play around with Russia and talk about the G7 and what we're trying to do there. Stop. If it's beef, say it's beef, and let's do what we got to do. That's it. Like, I don't understand why we're playing around here. And so, let's keep going. 
Let's hit our next and final topic. So I know on here I speak about politics very often. And today we're going to put that aside. I mean, we spoke about the TikTok ban, but we didn't really do anything too crazy, in my opinion. More opinions here. And so I want to discuss something that is near and dear to my heart. And so if you know me and if you follow this podcast, you know I'm very interested in business. And I'm also very interested in helping our culture, helping melanated people. So what I want to do is try to always help. And so I have to discuss something that's really, really boomed in the last five, ten years. Something that I've been involved in. I mean, I guess you could say way back when I started music, I was a businessman, but it never was a business in my mind, if we're being honest. As far as even starting a business and running a business, there's a lot that comes with that. And so that's what I want to discuss. We all know since the pandemic began, uh, there's been a huge rise in entrepreneurship and there's a lot of people um, embarking on entrepreneurial endeavors, right? A lot of people are starting to be business people and we all know the term boss has become very popular. There's all these big words, or not really big, but there's these key, there are key terms that we hear on the internet a lot, especially over the last couple years. What do you hear? Entrepreneur, boss, boss bitch, uh, 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 equity, um, ownership, right? Partnership, uh, LLC, right? These are a lot, there's more, but these are the key terms that you hear. You hear these words a lot if you scroll through anything business related or entrepreneur related, right? Companies like Earn Your Leisure, shout out to them. They do a great job with, you know, teaching financial literacy and teaching us things, myself included. I consume their platform. And then you have huge celebrities talking about ownership, right? Jay-Z is somebody who we see talking about ownership and how important it is that our people do different things. You know, inclusivity, that's another big thing that we hear, or I should say another key term, a hot term, is inclusivity, diversity. So we hear all of these terms, right? But I think there's a piece that's missing. I think there's a piece that we're not really thinking about when we hear these things. And for that piece, we go to someone who's familiar with both Earn Your Leisure and Jay-Z. We go to Dame Dash. And so here are some words from Dame Dash. And I put up my own money. All these so-called moguls y'all talking about, you mm -hmm. name one of them that put their own dough up. You a boss, you're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you, you're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. Uh, what I'm saying is, can your son eat? Is this yours to give the whole company this to you? This whole company is I'm not asking my son's, no. Exactly. It's not mine. But can, I wait, stop. Listen, listen. I'm it's listening. not my question. If your son needs a job here, can you give it to him? No. No. If your son needs to get some money out the bank from here, some cash flow, can he get it? No. All right. You don't own this. That's my point. You have to understand what you're doing in business because you got to do what's best for your kids. What's best for your kids is to put your money into something, distress, go through all of it, so when your child becomes a man, he doesn't have to work for nobody. Right, well, that's the you whole can thing. just pass it to him. Now you I don't think my approach on business is what the average person would advise. Like most, I hear people say, never put up your own money. And I'm saying, put your own money up. Work harder than everyone, be patient. And just know that if you're gonna do something on your own, 
you're gonna have to feel some pain. If you can name someone in the urban business or an urban brand that's owned by an urban person, not to say a person's being paid a percentage or sweat equity because they're the ambassador or the face of the brand, but are they doing the P&L? Are they doing the production? Are they doing the sales? Are they making sure the bills are paid? Are they paying the staff even if the uh, sales didn't ship? The difference with me is I can do all of these things because I'm the one that puts up the money. The pain that's gonna come with being independent, you have to embrace it because it's gonna happen. And also know that the more successful you get, the more problems you're gonna have, the more knots you're gonna have to untie. Being a boss does not mean smooth sailing. It means having the ability to care about other people before yourself and to untie problems, untie knots. That's all it is. There's, it's not business if there's not problems. There's nothing good without struggle. It just doesn't happen. In all my experiences, there hasn't been one thing that's been successful without me feeling some pain before it was successful. So now when there is pain, I embrace it. You know, I've been embracing it, I'm a G about it because I know that must mean that if I'm cool, that you know what awaits me is like the darkest before the dawn i don't i don't want to like sound corny but that's really what that's that's what has to happen okay so dame said a lot right there and clearly i took clips from different things to try to have this conversation i think that people are allowing the internet to influence them in a lot of ways that's the theme of this episode people and the internet people versus the internet the internet versus people yeah the more stuff we consume, the more we focus on those things. In Star Wars, they say your focus determines your reality. This is true. What's also true is that a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions when it comes to business. And I was guilty of this too. I'm going to be very transparent here. When I first entered the business world, I too thought, hey, you make an LLC, you get a product and everything goes smoothly. But it's not that easy. It's not just creating an LLC and having a product or service. That's not all it takes. Because when you own something, when you start an entrepreneurial endeavor, when you say, hey, I decided to create a business. I legally formed a business. I got a bank account. And now I'm trying to do my thing. Because that's what they say, right? Even uh, Alex Hermosi, he says very simple. There's really not a lot to creating a business. And he, there's a viral clip of him just saying what you need to create a business. And the really easy answer is you form a company legally, you get a EIN or tax number, you go take those things and get a bank, uh, bank account, and then you get a product or service. And maybe not in that specific order, it depends on how you do things. And you start promoting and marketing and reaching out to people and telling people about your product or service. That's the overall, right? But there's a lot more to it than these steps. That has nothing to do with the everyday hustle and bustle. That has nothing to do with what it takes to build a company, what it takes to build a brand, right? And so you hear all of these people talking about it like that's all you got to do. But that's not all you got to do. There's tons and tons of work that comes with being a boss, that comes with being an owner, that comes with having equity because these are the terms that everyone likes to say. We hear them constantly. And it's great that we are becoming financial literate. It's great that more melanated people are becoming owners, but we have to not, we, we, we cannot let the internet fool us into thinking that's all it is. No, there's a lot of things you have to do on a daily basis, regardless what type of company it is. Whether you are a door to door, salesman, whether you own a brick and mortar shop, or whether you're online and going straight to distributor, right? Uh, uh, straight to consumer, excuse me.
right? And even if you're B2B, right? Business to business. Perhaps you never meet with regular people. You never try to sell a product to a person in the street. But perhaps you're trying to sell things from your business to another business. Maybe you sell masks or gloves or, you know, uh, rags, uh, cleaning supplies or whatever. Maybe you sell cookies, but only to restaurants, right? Even no, regardless which one of these things you do, and there's tons and tons of other examples. I'm freestyling here. There's a lot of things you have to do to earn your leisure. That's the name of their company, right? And people are forgetting the earn part. You don't just wake up, create a company, get a, a tax ID number, create a bank account, and wake up rich the next day. Wake up an owner of some great thing the next day. Yeah, you, you are an owner. Yes, but an owner of what? An owner of nothing if you don't put in the work. The common misconception is that if you're an owner, you get to do whatever the fuck you want, and you are the hottest shit since sliced bread and you are thriving and the bank account is filling up with the tons and tons of money. This is not how it works. Let me tell you firsthand, from firsthand experience, even when you have customers who are going to become regular customers, you still have to do things to keep those customers. And wait a minute, there's more than that. You still have to find new customers and new ways to reach new customers, whether that's social media, putting out ads, billboards, whatever whatever way you feel is best to market, whether that means wearing your product like I'm wearing right now, you know what I'm saying, little free promotion, whether that means wearing your product everywhere you go or taking your product everywhere you go so people can say, hey man, that's a cool shirt. Oh, what's that thing hanging off your backpack? Oh man, that's a cool ass hat. Oh, word, what's this thing here? All of those things are fine, but whatever way it is, you still have to do it. You still have to put in work. You don't just be an owner by doing nothing. And if you are, you're an owner of nothing. Like they say on Shark Tank, you want to be 100% owner of nothing or a smaller percentage owner of something. A little different. But my point is the first part. You own 100% of what? You own 100% of nothing if you're not putting in the work. So you can have all the equity you want. You can have all the ownership you want. You can walk around and say you're a boss or a CEO or a boss bitch, whatever term you like, it doesn't matter. These things come from putting in work. It's a daily grind. And if you don't grind daily, then you won't see the results. If I say, hey, uh, I'm now only selling these, these rebel sweaters. Uh, you know, I'm only selling this. But I just never say anything. Just... If I'm not putting in work daily to spread the word, to get new customers to see the new products, or to get new customers to buy another one for someone else, if I'm not doing things to reach out to new consumers, try to find out what's my customer acquisition cost. Oh yeah, because that's expensive. I'm running Facebook ads. They're doing great, but actually they're killing my pockets. There's just so many different things. I'm going to try to keep this concise because really I'm passionate about this and really I could probably talk about this for two hours all by myself. Because it's crazy to me that the internet has fooled everyone. It's like they said, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. And everybody's like, oh yeah, so I'm an owner now. No, you're not an owner. And even if you do own something, that's not where it ends. It's not. And if you want to be an owner, if you want to be a boss, you have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. It doesn't matter if you own it. You're not doing shit. And if you're not doing shit, it doesn't matter. Your product is not going to go anywhere. Your service is not going to go anywhere. And that's it. 
So you own nothing. Congratulations. The internet is fooling you. Don't allow these hot terms, these key terms to get you all hyped up and then you've done nothing. You got a nothing salad. Congratulations. Would you like some dressing for your nothing salad? Because that's what you've got. Yes, you have an LLC. Yes, you have a bank account. Yes, you have a tax ID number. And yes, you have zero things going on. That's what you got. If you're not putting in the work daily, it doesn't matter if you have all of the equity or none of the equity. It doesn't matter if you own all of the company or none of the company. You have to put in the work. Even if it's being on socials. You want to be on socials? Okay, great. Are you posting about your company? Are you telling people about your company? Are you running ads so people know about your company? And I'm saying company, but it could be product, service, however you want to word it. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be the company, right? If I'm selling these sweaters, I don't have to necessarily tell you about the company. I could just make a really cool ad about why you should be a rebel and why Scrabble inspired this sweater. That's it. There's a lot of ways to do it. How you market is up to you, but the point is you have to do something. Simply saying I'm an owner, simply saying I have equity, it doesn't mean jack shit. It doesn't if you're not putting in the work. Part of being an owner, like Dame said in the clips, is grinding, is dealing with the pain and the strife and the daily shit that's coming at you, the, the storm, if you will, to make your company flourish, to make your people on your team be good, to pay the overhead, to pay the salaries. But simply saying, I want to be an owner, doesn't mean jack shit. Because you can own it if you're not putting in the work, what makes you deserve to use those words? There's a lot of people walking around claiming they're boss bitches, they're CEOs, they're bosses, that they have equity. It doesn't matter. What do you have equity in? What have you done for equity? What have you done to be a boss bitch? What have you done to call yourself the CEO? That's the real question. What are you doing? Are you grinding daily? Are you pumping out content to help people uh, learn about your company, to spread awareness? What are you doing? Are you doing something or are you just walking around saying the, the, the key terms, the things that you hear on podcasts, the things that you see on Earn Your Leisure, the things that Jay-Z said in an interview, the things that Dame Dash went viral for doing at the Breakfast Club? Those terms are not going to help you. And so, yes, it's great that you're learning from the Internet. I am, too. But part of that is also diving in and doing the work. That's what people say when they go to therapy, right? Hey. I'm doing the work. Well, guess what? To own a business, to have a business thrive, to take that equity and make it mean something, you have to put in the work. You have to do the work. That's what you got to do. You got to do the work. Because if you don't do the work, it won't go anywhere. And so you can own 100% of nothing, back to Shark Tank, or you can grind and make shit happen. But if you're not grinding daily, if you're not pushing the product, if you're not spreading awareness, if people are not invested in your brand, it doesn't matter if you've got a million followers or zero. Have we forgotten the story of the young lady who had over a million followers and did her first event and zero people showed up? Y'all forgot about that? Because I didn't. See, the internet likes, likes to forget these things, but I didn't forget. And let's not forget that following does not necessarily translate 
to conversion or sales. You see, these are the terms you don't hear about on the internet every time you open the apps because your followers are not all buying your product. Your followers are not all using your service. If everybody follows you, it would be great if everybody who followed you was subscribing to your Patreon. It would be amazing if everybody who followed me was walking around with a rebel sweater. What it, oh, this is called spell it, by the way. I'll put the link in the bio. Shameless plug because, hey, why not? You got to do your part. That's the long and the short of it. Using the key terms doesn't matter. Because if everyone listening to this podcast had a spell it sweater, it'd be a very different world. But that's not the reality. In fact, in most businesses, and this also comes from Shark Tank and you can look it up because I have, your conversion is three to one, is one to three percent. That's a good day. And if you're three to 5%, you are killing it. That means that a very small percentage of the people who follow you, the people who you send an ad to, the people who you send an email to, a very teeny tiny percentage of them are actually gonna do the thing you're asking for. Yes, it's great to have a call to action, but it's very, a very small percentage are going to subscribe, comment, like, share, buy, subscribe to your service, uh, uh, buy a subscription, all of these things. And so talking about your followers doesn't mean jack shit. Don't be fooled. It's great to have followers. It's great to build community, right? I'm a very big proponent of that. One of the things I learned from the internet, I learned from Gary Vee. It's a lot of name dropping, but I, I want you to understand, I watch these people too, the same way you do, right? And others. But you, it's not. it's just not realistic to think that, hey, I made a post, everyone's going to see it, everyone's going to buy it, and I'll be rich. No, not when, not when Meta is only allowing 1% to 2% of people, uh, excuse me, 2% of your following to even see the post. And so think, 2% of people saw the post. Let's say you got a million followers, 2% saw it. Now 2% or 1%, 1 to 3% of those 2% of people who saw it are going to buy your product or service. It's such a tiny number. It's minuscule. Do the work, don't let the internet fool you, and stop allowing the key terms to get drilled into your ear and overpower the fact that you have to actually wake up and do shit on a daily basis. Because this is what I see constantly. Everyone is obsessed with ownership and equity and boss bitch titles and CEO titles and oh, head, what is it? Head nigga in charge. Can't forget head nigga in charge. Everybody loved being the HNIC. Shout out to Prodigy. But nobody want to put in the work. No one wants to do the work. Just want to say, hey, yeah, I own it. Yeah, I got this percentage. But you ain't doing shit to help the company. You ain't doing shit to sell the products. You ain't doing shit to sell the service. You ain't getting any subscribers to your monthly thing. So who gives a fuck if you own it? That's not the part you should be focused on. You should be focused on doing the work to build the brand, build the company, sell the products, sell the services. And the internet has you fooled that all you got to do is make an LLC, get a bank account, tax ID number, and have something to sell. Boom. That easy. Put it in the link in your bio and that's it. No, no, nigga, that's not how it works. That ain't it. That's not all it takes. And so that's it. I'm sorry this was a little long, but I'm passionate about this. And I don't like the internet whammying my, my peoples. We've been whammied. Too many of us have been whammied by the internet. 
we got boop hit over the head and oh what's going on i don't know where i'm at i'm not in kansas anymore because you're in montana no i'm just playing <laughs> and so that's it that's it for this week and uh that is it i will see you on next week thank you for tuning in and uh you know put in the comments if, if you know whatever your thoughts are what do you think about the tiktok bands you know, are you seeing a lot of this stuff on the internet about, you know, bedroom fun and business? The two Bs, you know, bedroom and business. Uh, you know, tell me your thoughts. And for everyone who's been commenting and sharing and liking, shout out to you. I appreciate you. I see y'all. And I will see y'all next week.